Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Hi, I'm Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe, and thank you for joining me. Are you listening? Not only to my show, but in general, do you listen? When you're having a conversation, do you really listen to the conversation? Do you contribute to the discussion? Or are you just one of those people who just can't wait for the moment to insert whatever the hell is on your mind? Your opinion. Can I call you the interrupter? We're going to make t-shirts now. The interrupter. Now it's frustrating on both sides. If you're the person doing the interrupting, or if you've been the person being interrupted, it's a very frustrating experience. Now, I've not only experienced this in my business, but I've actually experienced this in my personal life as well. Now, you're telling a story, you're explaining a new idea, whatever, and boom, you're derailed because the person you are talking to takes you in a completely different direction. They want to tell you about their story, something that happened to them that may or may not even be relevant to whatever the hell you're talking about. It's their ideas. They're more important than what you're saying. Something happened to them and frankly, they just want to share it. They didn't really, maybe weren't even listening to what you were saying. And frankly, sometimes they're just rambling on, ramble, ramble. We're going to call them the ramblers about their ideas with no relevancy to the conversation. You want to yell, hey, wait a minute now. I was actually talking. Were you not listening to anything I was just saying? I'd like to say a lot of describing some other adjectives, if you will, but I'm going to keep this show PG-13, maybe maybe a little mature as we go along. But no offense, if you're that person, if you are the interrupter, no offense to you, but hopefully you'll listen, right? We're going to have a conversation. It's going to be a little bit of a one-way conversation because I'm the only one talking. So I hope you're going to sit back and listen. Think about what I'm going to be saying. Take it to heart. And maybe, maybe, maybe at the end, you might be a slightly better listener. Or if you're on the other side, you might learn some ideas and some skills on how to be a better listener and communicator. Now, I have to admit on occasion, I've been that person that just want to jump in. I have something to say. I want to contribute. But so many times when you're having a conversation and people are responding, not about to what you're saying and, and, and asking questions and probing and trying to have a discussion, they want to just, again, share whatever was on their mind because maybe they had something similar or feel that what they're doing is more important or, frankly, taking on a path you just don't know where they're going. And my favorite, of course, is when people start interjecting and they start talking about people, I have no idea who they're talking about. Now, it might be important to you, but frankly, to your listener, the person that, that's having the conversation with you, going off and talking about a whole bunch of people that you have no idea who they are. And frankly, there's no relevance to what is happening unless it's a story very specifically to contribute to the conversation. So again, over the years, I have to admit, there's been an occasion and that perfect. Uh, my mother told me I was perfect as a child, but I knew she was just saying that because she loved me, frankly. But I'm not perfect. 
And there's been an occasion when I jumped in and, and maybe taken people on a different path. And I, and I understand that. But frankly, as a marketer, part of my job is listening, is having conversations with a prospect or a client or an employee. And if, if I get it wrong, if I didn't listen, I, I, it could cost. I could have the wrong input that I'm giving to my team. I could create the wrong marketing materials. I could conduct research that had no bearing on the objectives or what we were trying to get to. It really creates a, a myriad of, of potential problems. Now, be honest with yourself. Have you ever been that person? Come on, raise your hands. Not listening or just waiting for the opportunity to grab hold of the conversation. So back to that interpreter or the rambler. Those are those are two names I'm going to use here. And then we're going to make some t-shirts if you want them. Let me know. I know a few people who ramble. And listen, I get it. Sometimes you just want to talk. But again, you've got to judge the circumstances. You have to understand, is it business? Is it personal? Are you consoling? Are you consulting? Whatever you're doing really helps determine that situation. And when you're not listening in business, not only can mistakes happen, it can be costly. As I said earlier, you could be doing something wrong that impacts the business because you haven't listened. Or frankly, you're only imposing your ideas and not listening to what others have to say. Believe it or not, good listening is a soft skill. You need to develop it. I mean, some people might be born with that capabilities, but it is a soft skill that you can develop. And it's going to be important in every aspect of your life, not just business. I know whether you're dealing with colleagues or friends or family and, and they don't want to listen, it can, again, as I said, very frustrating. It can cause you to lose your trains of thought. That's happened to me many times. It's like, what the hell were we talking about? We went off on a tangent. I have no idea how am I going to get back to where I was, right? So I've been deviated. I've gone down to the side, that side path, taken a different road, if you will. So I'm going to quiz you now. I'm going to ask you to listen for the next 60 seconds. And if you're a visual learner, close your eyes and picture this. When we think of silver bullets, we know they were the symbol for the Lone Ranger. And they certainly killed a werewolf or two. But I can't think of a silver bullet that solves all of your marketing and communications challenges. There is no silver bullet in marketing. I'm a big believer in integrated marketing and perhaps even more importantly, integrated thinking. I don't believe there's one solution. If you look at your tactical options, it's important to understand how your target audiences consume media and how they use particular vehicles for gathering specific types of information. After all, the messages you can deliver in social media is very different from the message you can deliver in a TV spot, which is different from a radio spot, which is different from print. You get the idea. So think about your target audience, not only about how they consume media, but also their experience with your brand as well as your competitors. It's important to understand that ultimately when you develop your strategy, you need a clear idea of what you want to achieve. Is it about building awareness? about changing attitudes, influencing behaviors, or motivating your customers to do something very specific. Take time to develop the right strategy and let it drive your overall communications planning. Visit theponzigroup.com to find out more. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you listened. I hope you took something away. That was my commercial. Now, let me ask you, why do we listen? Why? We listen to obtain information. We listen to understand what's going on. We listen for enjoyment and we listen to learn. 
then hopefully you're listening today and maybe all four of those points make sense. The skill really can be defined as active listening, right? So what is active listening? Now it involves paying attention to the conversation, not interrupting. Again, I'm starting to repeat myself. Maybe I'm going to be the repeater. Okay? Not interrupting yourself and taking time to understand what the speaker is saying and then taking time to dig into the details. In other words, ask questions. Have a conversation, right? Have a conversation. I'm sure you know what a conversation is. It's a give and take. It's about asking questions. It's about showing concern and empathy for whatever the other person is talking, especially if you're consoling somebody. You really want to listen, right? Empathy is going to be extremely important, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Think about it. If you're not listening and interrupting constantly, do you really think you have a full grasp of the situation? Now it's essential. It's right, essential for the input. It could be dealing with a crisis of a friend, as I said. So listening is so important. We all have something we want to say. We all have a platform. We all want to communicate. And again, whether you're, uh, you're, you're the boss of the company, whether you're a senior leader in the organization, whether you're in your church, or whether you're talking to your mom and dad or your kids or your spouse. Since I'm on the podcast and you can't really see me, but active listening also includes body language, right? How you look, what are you portraying? Are you portraying that you're not paying attention at all? And, and think about where we are today. We are in Zoom mania, Zoom media, Zoom meetings, on and on and on, Zoom this, Zoom that, Zoom, 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 Zoom. Now, in most of these, depending on whether you're a one-on-one, two-on-one, three-on-one, troikas, doikas, whatever they want to call them, is how much of the body you can see. But really on Zoom, we really don't get a chance to have and see the body language of the people that we're talking to. So therefore, you know, looking at the person's eyes. Now, part of that might be where your camera is positioned. I'm not going to get onto a lot of tech stuff today, but I recognized somebody a, a video that I had done and I was talking to my screen, what their comment was, it looked like I wasn't paying attention. It looked like I wasn't looking at the people that I was talking to. Why? Because the camera was on top of my screen. So I made adjustments. So if you're in this Zoom world, just pay attention to where your camera is. Think about the last time there were multiple people on a Zoom meeting. Where were they looking? What were they doing? Now, if you, I'm going to challenge you to take a look. Next time you're on a Zoom meeting, I want you to pay attention, not only to yourself, but pay attention to the people. Now, imagine you're the presenter and you're trying to communicate, right? You're trying to impart this wonderful information. Is everybody listening? Now, I belong to a couple organizations. We have these Zoom meetings and sometimes there's 30, 40, 50, 60 people in the Brady Bunch screen, right? And the more people, the smaller the square. And so you really got to dig in to look at people. And of course, you don't want to get your face too close to the camera because then that looks pretty strange too, right? But, but look at the people and see what they're doing. I'm going to bet if you have 50 people on your screen, more than half will not be looking at the camera. They will have the camera off to their side. They'll have their head down. You can tell that they're working. 
they maybe have two screens and the camera is looking at basically the side of their head while they're off reading emails and doing other things. Now, I know people try to sneak it in. I've, I've been caught before uh, sneaking in a text as I was kind of thought I was clever and, and, and getting away with texting and my eyes were down. It was one of my first Zoom meetings in this organization. And the, the, the group leader uh, chatted with me and said, Hey, how are you enjoying the, the meeting? You, you, you like being here kind of thing. And, and I realized I'd been caught, but, it, but more importantly, it's courtesy, right? It's courtesy to the people you're going to these meetings for a specific reason, not to go and get disengaged. A lot of the, the, the people, and I believe in this are now saying, keep your camera on. Don't come to the meeting and turn your camera off. Because we don't know if you're there. We don't know if you're walked away. We don't know where what's going on. And it's discourteous to the people that are talking and communicating. So I think that's really important. Now, you know, again, I've been in these meetings and and people are, are you can tell they're looking at the screen. Their, their faces are really close and they're checking everybody out. And there's simple tools to be able to do that even a little bit better. But again, this is where it gets crazy because we're not sitting across the table anymore right now because of because of the pandemic and in the lockdown and we're not sitting there where we can see people's hands and their movements and what's going on because body language does communicate if you're paying attention if you're learning if you're grasping and also what they're doing now i have this this i call it a bad habit i've been told this many times is I get a pen in my hand and I'll start to play with it. Now, the worst, of course, is if I got one that clicks the uh, pen out and I start clicking. I mean, this goes back, you know, many, many years. I actually got uh, called out one time in a, in a client meeting and the client was like, are you not paying attention to me? I mean, literally, that's what they said. And this is way before Zoom and all the other things that we're doing today. And so I realized it's a, it's a habit that I have to break. And I think it's important that you know, making sure you're not doing something that indicates you're not listening. Now, you could be walking right now. You could be riding in your car. You could be in your home office, sitting on your couch and listening to me. Now, you could be on your couch listening to me with the TV on in the background, reading a book at the same time, you know, playing with your cat or your dog, whatever it happens to be. You're not giving me full attention. I, I want you to listen. Okay. Now we talk about active listening skills, and this was a, an article uh, called "Important Active Lif Listening Skills and Techniques" uh, by a, a lady named Allison Doyle, and she gave some examples that I thought were pretty interesting on how about how to really pay attention to some different areas and why they're really important. Some examples and, and statements and questions employed by active listening, right? So, building trust and establishing a rapport. Now, how do you communicate? How do you build trust as you're trying to get people to listen? So her examples were, tell me what I can do to help. I was really impressed to read on your website uh, how you donate 5% uh, to the of your sales to charity. So there's that says, I, I've done some work. I'm involved. I've gone out of my way and I'm trying to establish a relationship. Why? Because I've done some homework as a marketer. I do this all the time when I'm going to be meeting a prospect for the first time. I go out of my way to research and understand so I can talk from a frame of reference as opposed to going in cold and not having any idea what I'm going to say. If you listen to the show, 
uh, hopefully that comes across in my prep for my guest. I spend a lot of time researching and understanding the guests that I'm going to have so I can have a conversation, right? It's just not me fire, rapid firing questions and jumping ahead. And hopefully you, that comes across in my previous shows that you listen to, right? So it's about understanding and having that ability. So again, active listening, building trust and establishing rapport is, is one way to do that. Demonstrating concern is another. Some question types, I'm eager to help. I know you're going through some tough challenges. I know how hard a, a corporate restructure can be. How, how is this morale of the staff at this point, right? So showing some concern, some compassion. Paraphrasing. So what you're saying is, so you think we need to build our social media and marketing efforts? I just want to confirm that you're thinking that. So as you're listening, you're kind of paraphrasing and rephrasing what you just heard that sends a cue that I've been listening. Simple, brief verbal affirmation. I understand you'd like to be more frequent about performance reviews. Thank you. I understand what you're saying and I appreciate you taking the time to speak to me about this. So if your employee comes to you and says, look, I, I really think, you know, whatever, we, we have to have more soda in the, in the, in the company fridge. You don't blow them off. You don't go start talking about pencils want to affirm that you heard them and you understand appreciate them speaking up now asking open-ended questions is another way to show that you're listening because you're not challenging you're not interjecting your opinions at this point you're trying to get clarity you're trying to engage more and you're trying to further the conversation and i think that's really important you know it's clear that the current situation is intolerable for you what changes would you like to see? Right. So again, an open-ended question. You could also ask very specific questions. How long do you expect your the hiring press process to last? What is your average rate of staff turnover? So again, digging into the questions. And this these this applies, by the way, for job interviewing. Now we're talking about the corporate and personal, but think about when you're interviewing. You're going into an interview for a job. How much research you do you do? And given today's technology and access to information, if you don't research the company, shame on you. That's right. Just shame on you. Because what you don't know is how the interviewer is going to be. Now, I've been in interviews that have been very pointed and challenging. I've been in interviews where I could tell when the person walked in the door, they had not looked at my resume. They had no idea who I was. And they just started making stuff up. Yeah, you know what? Let's not look at the resume. I don't care about your work history. You know, tell me what you like to do on the weekend. Is that a good interview question? Yeah, probably. They want to get to know me as a person. But it was very clear to me at that point in time that the exchange and what they were doing was not going to further. And I didn't feel there was a way to interact. So again, all that prep work that I did just didn't allow me to, to take care of that. So again, I'm off on a tangent. See, I'm doing a little rambling. So again, be very specific in your questions, you know, and wait to disclose your opinion. We as individuals always want to contribute. We feel like we can contribute, but if I'm waiting for you to finish so I can interject my opinion, then was I really listening? Because what have I been doing? I've been formulating my response. I've been thinking about what I can say before you finish which means I'm not listening. 
think about how many times you have done that whether you're talking to your boss to a coworker, to a friend to family whatever it happens to be how many times have you been formulating your response or your question or your opinion while they're still talking if you're doing that you are not listening and the other thing i find in, in looking at similar situations which i think is a good situation to a good context to respond but again i find a lot of times that people are formulating their their position because they can relate to it right i i, I hired this contractor and came in the other day and he was he was working on my sink and one of the things i really wanted to understand was you know what kind of tools he was using and now i might say in a conversation well why was that important to you but so many times the answer that you get from the person you're talking to is you know i had a situation like that the guy came in and he had a saw and i couldn't understand why he was using the saw what does that have to do with what i was saying right so you again you have to express that you're listening because it is so important right by understanding what's going on you can make adjustments and really get a better result from the conversation and again depending on your 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 situation that you're trying to move forward with now another thing you need to be thinking about in the person that you're talking to how do they learn right are they visual learners we all know some people are better better visual learners and some people are better verbal learners now if you're talking to someone who's better visual learner and you're doing talking or frankly listening to this podcast close your eyes maybe you can do some imagination right they they're at a disadvantage you're at a disadvantage because you're not working with them in the way they like to learn so again even understanding and taking the time to, to ask you're going to make a presentation you're going to have a conversation is it a powerpoint is it a, is it a video is it is it a written document do they have to read it first because they have to read they that's how they absorb information so again understanding and being empathetic to how they learn can only help the conversation and perpetuate a situation to a more positive end result so again try to understand their point of view be more empathetic in your listening as well understanding and do not interrupt take notes for example just just one or two words or phrases that you can respond and to let them know that you've been listening now is the information or message you are going to deliver extremely important let the other person know right this may help them to understand that they just can't interrupt we're going to be talking about the uh, state of the company today this is extremely important and i need everyone to pay attention i want you to take a few notes and you're setting the expectation versus hey i just want to talk to you today you know we're going to shoot the breeze so if it's important enough make sure they understand how important it is if you're presenting something that you need someone to act on is there accountability you need to make sure they understand that they have something to deliver that there is an expectation maybe an explicit uh takeaway or deliverable along along a specific timeline be clear in how you're communicating because it's important because you now have an expectation but if they don't understand it why because frankly they weren't listening and maybe you weren't communicating in a way that they absorb that kind of information 
And of course, the one we all we all dread to to face when we have to call out an employee or a colleague uh, for potentially bad listening skills. Again, but be empathetic about that, not challenging. Let them know that there are specific results of that. But again, these are always touchy situations. So again, it's that give and taking, making sure that if they're talking, you're listening, making sure you can respond to perpetuate what they're saying or the conversation. Now in a, a Harvard uh, Business Review article uh, by Rebecca Knight, she points out some do's and don't principles um, that I think are pretty good. So some do's, make sure your colleagues feel heard and understood by validating their point. That's what I've been talking about. Stress the importance of your message before beginning. So those are two points that I just previously covered. Now some don'ts that she highlights is ignore your colleagues' preferences on how I like to receive information. Boy, I think I just said that. Overlook your own communication style. It might be you. You know, we assume they're not listening, but maybe, 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 I doubt it, but maybe it might be the way you communicate that you're not clear in how, what your expectations are and the information you're trying to deliver. And don't be afraid to call someone out again if you see them distracted. Now, this gets back to that Zoom thing. If you can tell people are not paying attention, even, a, even an in-person meeting in a board meeting, 10, 15 people in the room, you can tell the ones based on how they're sitting how they're looking, are they making eye contact with you, for example? If they're not paying attention, again, you have to make the decision how you want to bring that to their attention. But, you know, one of the things that when I was in the advertising business and we would be presenting materials, we found that as we were passing things along, People would tend to dwell on them and look at them. And the, the people that were anticipating, sometimes they would start to fidget and turn around and not pay attention. So one of the tricks that we used to do is actually walk with materials as they moved around the room. And, and basically we'd give it a beat, you know, 30 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever it happened to be. And then we either say, you know, let, let's move it on. Or we we'd tap the person on the shoulder and say next. And we would actually control the movement. Therefore, we were also a moving presence and we tended to keep everybody engaged on what we were doing and what we were saying and things were going along. So think about some tools and tricks. You know, you're presenting to a group. I, I've done a lot of presentations in, in my life. And part of it is how do I keep people engaged? I mean, sometimes I've got 150, 200 people. The biggest I think room I think I ever had was 500 people. You know, how do you keep 500 people engaged in what you're doing? Now, I'm a, as you know, I'm, I'm Italian, so I'm moving around. My hands are flying. I'm talking with my hands probably faster than I'm talking with my mouth. But the point was I would try to do things that kept people's attention on me, whether it was my slides, whether it was my hand gestures, whether it was questions to the audience. One of the tricks I used to use in, in helping to keep people engaged with me is I would meet people prior to the presentation and I would dig in a little bit about their background and ask them a few questions. And then I would use that in my meeting in my presentation so for example you know uh you know there's a lot of branding issues that are going on blah 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 and you know i was talking to bob earlier there uh, bob you're from whatever xyz company and, you know one of the things that bob told me right now people are like oh my god is he going to call on me does he know who i am and so uh, that's some of the tools i used to use or do use 
to get people to pay attention to what's going on because now I'm engaging. But I would normally get somewhere between three and five people that I could go to and constantly call, call them out or reference them uh, throughout the room. Now for yourself, have eye contact with the person or group that you're speaking with, as I was just saying. I think it's really important. You have to show you're engaged as much as they're engaged. Avoid distractions. We've, we've talked about this ad nauseum throughout this podcast. Get the, get the dreaded Zoom. You know, I, I'm a pen clicker. Turn off your email. That is the biggest one. Why? Because you're looking at your damn computer and your email's popping up left and right. Now, I don't know about you, but it's the, it's the shiny penny. I cannot not look at my emails when they're popping up on my screen. Even when I'm working on a project, I have to turn my emails off. Why? Frankly, if it's that important, they'll find another way to get a hold of me. So I turn my emails off for a set period of time and then I'll check it. But more importantly, when you're on Zoom and trying to show people that you're paying attention, you have got to eliminate the distractions. And whether for me that's a pen or whether that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, turning my head, looking at emails, sending texts, whatever it happens to be. You also with Zoom, depending on the time of the day, you got people eating. You got people doing all sorts of things, right? You got cats. I had one the other day that was hilarious. I, I'm talking to uh, in the Zoom meeting. There's about 30 of us, I believe there was on this on the Zoom. And the guy that was talking, his cat was walking back and forth on his desk. But I couldn't see the cat. The only thing I could see was the cat's tail. And the cat's tail wandering back and forth in front of his camera. It was hilarious, but distracting as hell. I actually couldn't pay attention to anything he was saying. So I know you've been on the Zoom meetings and maybe you're one of those people that are about your dog and your cat and your kids, right? Some of it's really funny and loving and, you know, the kids walk into the back of the room and see they got caught on camera, want to sit on mom or dad's lap, but it's distracting. The other thing, think about your background when you're, especially in these Zoom meetings and you're trying to, for you to either deliver information or make sure that people are, know you're engaged. But people tend to look what's behind you. Now, we're all using these virtual rooms and things like that. I use one that's very consistently. I hardly ever change it. But I see people changing it. They're on the beach in Hawaii. They're in the mountains. And, you know, I find myself wanting to look. Or I see their bookshelf. And I find myself looking at what books they have on their shelf. Think about distractions. What's going to distract people? And again, be careful about your body gestures and your facial expressions, especially on Zoom. Don't send signals that you're bored or not listening or you're not thinking about what's important that, this, that the speaker is delivering. Body languages and facial expressions. We all get caught with a dreaded eye roll and people see it. They know. And if and it's not only the maybe the person that's speaking sees it, but other people in the room see it. And again, ask clarifying questions if you don't understand or you need to just clarify something that's going on. Don't interject your own thoughts as someone is talking. Wait for that point in the conversation where it seems natural that you can start or, or being asked to share your input. Now, as I said, you know, listening is an important skill. It can have a huge impact on your business and on your personal life. And, I, and frankly, I hope you were listening today. Uh, so... To tie it all up, let me leave you with five listening techniques to help you become a more effective listener. Right, pay attention. Let me sum them up. 
pay attention. Give the speaker your undivided attention and acknowledge the message that they're delivering. Show that you're listening, again, by paying attention, giving them eye contact, making sure you're not sending the wrong body language, make sure you're not clicking the pen like I do, provide feedback when necessary, defer judgment until the right time, Again, don't interject and always respond appropriately. Make sure you don't go off on a tangent. Again, these are great listening skills, but they're great communication skills. Now, I, I want to thank you for, for tuning in today. As you know, most of my podcasts, I have guests, but, but today I, I was just motivated to talk about listening because I think it's so important, especially given the world we're in today, and especially we look at different generations. We've got new generations. We talk about boomers and, and, and millennials and Gen Z. And now we got Gen Xers. And we've got a lot of different generations. And some of these generations are growing up. They will have been on devices since the day they were born, basically. One of my uh, children told me the other day that, you know, he remembers when there wasn't an f- iPhone or, you know, or the, the, the uh, iPods were just coming out. But we've got other friends that have younger kids who have had these in their hands since they were four and five years old. So again, as people get older and the generations change, listening skills and communication skills become much harder. So if you've got kids and you've got high school kids or college kids, I mean, these are things you can talk to them about as well. Right? Listening is very important. So again, I want to thank you for listening today and joining me here at the cafe. Now, here's my commercial. Listen in. If your business is not growing as planned because of market conditions, competition, your message is not resonating, or for any reasons your business is impacted or by the market that's going on today, your growth is stalled, you need to pivot, you need to scale, or thinking about an exit strategy, and you need to drive company value, then connect with me to find out about our fractional interim and consulting marketing services, or visit theponzagroup.com to find out more. As you know, I have a variety of resources there, blogs and videos and eBooks and all sorts of tools. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. And lastly, please subscribe to this show if you're not a subscriber. And if you already are, I encourage you to let others know about this show so they can benefit from the content, hopefully that you enjoyed today and and all the other shows. I'm now in my third year, so I have 110 plus shows for you to listen to. And you can find those at thebusinessgrowthcafe.com on my website, or you can subscribe on any podcast platform you like to listen to. And I do encourage you, if you are a listener, to take a moment to go to your favorite podcast platform Give me a rating. Give me a comment. Hopefully it's it's a favorable one. And, and I always like to hear your feedback because I do these shows for you, not for me. That's, that sounds crazy, but I do it because I enjoy it. I do it because I have an opportunity to share either my own personal knowledge or have conversations with others so you can learn to help your business grow. Don't forget to join me here next week at the Business Growth Cafe. Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. 
Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.